Your Steve Jones Show podcast will start shortly. The Steve Jones Show podcast is sponsored by Brewers Outlet, your beverage supermarket on Reagan Street in Sunbury. Sports talk where your voice counts. This is the Steve Jones Show on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Now from the Sunbury Motors Studio, here's Steve Jones. Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. And today's show brought to you by our great friends at Brewers Outlet, Reagan Street in Sunbury, the beverage supermarket. Imports, domestics, microbrews, best selection of beer anywhere. Look, it's cold. It's cold out. Make one run to Brewers Outlet tonight, stock up for the weekend, and look out and say, poof, let it snow, let it be cold. Wine coolers, water, soft drinks, snacks. They roast their peanuts fresh and hot every day. And the pickle bar is absolutely second to none, led by the barrels and the dills. All at Brewers Outlet, Reagan Street, and Sunbury, the beverage supermarket. As we told you, we're in the Sunbury Motors studio. Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors, Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. Um... By the way, uh, no Shikolomi basketball tonight. Sue called it off himself. Okay. The Penn State Sports Network, uh, we don't do that. We'll have our game tonight. Penn State and Northwestern at 8 on at 7.30 on News Radio 1070 WKOK and on WKOK.com. Sue's got more power and clout than I thought. And right now, as he's listening more than he thought. All right. <laughs> Mike Conti in a few moments from the Falcons Radio Network preview Falcons and Rams. Picks final half hour. First, our play-by-play call of the day. George pump faking C.J. Williams. Drifts to the corner, double, feeds in the lane, Adams, kicks out wing right, Mello. He strokes an open three, got that one! Cha-ching, a Thunder money ball. It's number 14 tonight, matching their total of last night, 122-111 Thunder. Final was 127-1617. The Thunder beat the L.A. Clippers last night. That is your play-by-play call of the day. All right, uh, tomorrow, Titans and Chiefs. Can't wait to watch that play out. i got to play the Chiefs 20 times in the next 10 years because they're in the same division. Going to be a great scouting report, Sean McDonough. <laughs> the other game is the Rams and the Falcons tomorrow night. And with that, we bring in Mike Conti from the Falcons Radio Network. Mike, my friend, it is always great to hear you. Steve, happy New Year to you, too. It's great talking to you again. Well, one of the uh, obviously uh, overriding themes uh, from the end of last year's Super Bowl to now was how would the Falcons mentally handle everything? So now you've seen a full body of work mentally. How do they handle everything? Well, they're the only team in the NFC that went to the playoffs last year and made it back. So, to me, that tells me they're just fine. I mean, they were 11-5 and last year, 10-6 and this year. I, maybe they've been a little bit below what everyone expected, especially on offense because of the way they produced at such historic levels last year. I think this group is just ready now to, to not have that Super Bowl hangover question come up anymore. They've been hearing it for 20 weeks, and every time they lose a game, it comes up. Every time they make a mistake, it comes up. Well, all of that is over now, and, and you're out in Los Angeles. You're getting ready to play a playoff game tomorrow night. Win or lose, 
this is a franchise. It's not like the Steelers team. It's not like the Patriots or the Packers. Back-to-back winning seasons in Atlanta are very, very few and far between. And back-to-back playoff appearances are even more rare. So from that standpoint, it's been a good season. But I think they also have expectations that they can make a little bit of a run in this postseason. Which then brings me to the other part, though. This is also the division that was producing playoff teams. Um, Did the Falcon record in part happen because the competition got better? Yeah, I mean, maybe a little. I think it's more a product, Steve, of them having to play the AFC East than the NFC yeah. South. Falcons were 4-2 and two in their division this year, which is pretty good, considering yeah. it's the best division in football. But they have to play at New England. They have to play Buffalo. Both of those teams made the postseason, and the Falcons lost to both of those teams. They had an inexplicable 17-point blown lead to the Miami Dolphins with Jay Cutler. Uh, and they lost that game. So I don't really think it was the divisional games that messed up the schedule for the Falcons. They had to play one of the better divisions in the AFC. But all of that said, uh, they're still where we thought they would be, which is in the postseason. They missed winning the division by one game. So, yeah, the schedule was harder this year, certainly, than it was last year, especially over the final uh, eight games of the season, but the Falcons went six and two in the final eight games of the season. So maybe that's a sign that they're peaking. Look, this is not an eight and eight number six seed. This is a ten and six number six seed. Number six seeds have won before with worse records. How do you like the matchup with uh, the Rams? Well, uh, boy, the Rams are scary because they have the number one scoring offense in the league. They have the number one kick return man in the league in Farrell Cooper. I think that's a huge factor in the game because the Falcons are dead last in the league at covering kickoffs. Gurley is an MVP candidate. But what I keep coming back to, Steve, is if you knew you were going to be on the road in the first round of the playoffs, would you rather play at L.A., where they haven't had very good attendance, it's not really a hostile home field environment that you're going into, and you're facing a quarterback who hasn't been there before, or would you rather go to New Orleans and play in that snake pit and see Breeze, who's won a Super Bowl, and play them for the third time in five weeks? So I like the fact they're going to L.A. I think it will be a very, very difficult game for them to win. I think 31 points might be what it, it takes to win this game because the Rams are able to score uh, so efficiently and so easily. And the problem is the Falcons' offense, Steve, has only scored 31 points or more once this season. So you're going to be asking them to do something that they have not been able to do this year, and that could be very, very tough. But you know what, though? They're going up against a Rams defense that is 28th against the run, 19th overall, 13th against the pass. Offensively, we know the Rams can score. What do you think the Falcons can exploit? And I'll tell you right, I watched the, I watched the Tampa Bay game, the Monday night game. Man, do I look. Freeman was great that night running the football. I mean, hard, running hard. And what does it mean to get Tevin Coleman back? It helps. Uh, Freeman's banged up. He got hurt in the Carolina game. He's going to play. But I agree. I, I, I like the way he runs. He reminds me a lot of the guy that you saw in college, Steve, P.J. Duckett from yeah. Michigan State. You know, it's just a, a guy who puts his head down and, and gets you five yards and, and isn't really a liability with fumbling. He, he had a little bit of a problem at the end of the year. But being able to sprinkle in Coleman, who can be a threat on the outside and someone you could even split out as a wide receiver, I think Steve Sarkeesian, the offensive coordinator here in Atlanta, is going to be able to throw a lot of different looks at Wade Phillips. Uh, that could help 
because Matt Ryan's career record against Wade Phillips' defense is not very good, and he only has a 49% completion rate against Wade Phillips' defenses all time. I was shocked to see the Rams down at 19 overall in total defense. Because if you look at the personnel they have, Aaron Donald, Alec Ogletree, it doesn't make a lot of sense, does it? They have a very good front seven. But I think the Falcons will have a chance to attack this secondary as long as they can keep Matt Ryan in a clean pocket. And that's a huge question because Andy Levitri is on injured reserves. The Falcons will be starting Ben Garland at left guard, a guy who played defensive line in the Super Bowl last year. But if they can protect Matt Ryan, they're going to have some chances to go downfield. Did you get a sense that there was a turning point for Steve Sarkeesian in terms of the flow of coordinator calling plays to match personnel? I have to be honest with you. I didn't think there was a problem with Steve Sarkeesian at all this season. I think the issue with the offense, and it started in the first game against Chicago, and it has continued all the way up into January now where we are going into the playoffs, has been execution. I don't think that's the offensive coordinator's fault. When you have pre-snap penalties and fumbles and tipped passes that go for interceptions and drop passes, Falcons lead the league this year in drop passes. Julio Jones, who's supposed to be one of the best receivers in the game, is second in the league in drop balls this year. That's not the coordinator. That's the players not executing. I think Steve Sarkeesian has done a very good job this year of throwing a lot of different looks at defensive coordinators. Unfortunately, his players have not been able to execute the way that he hoped. And what's interesting, Steve, is last year it was kind of the offense bailing out the defense a little bit with the Falcons. It's been the total reverse this year. Falcons are 10-0 when they score 20 points or more. I think 22.5 is league average. So when the Falcons score 20 points or more, they're 10-0. When they're under 20 points, they're 0-6. I think that's more of an indictment on the offense than it is the defense. The odd thing is the Rams have not really been a great home team. I mean, that's one of the odd things about this when you look at how they played this year. Uh, well, they don't they don't really have a home field advantage, do no. they? I mean, they're, they're drawing None. about 65,000 in the Coliseum, which is a 90,000-seat building. Uh, you know, pro football has just not gotten the traction out there yet that I think Commissioner Goodell and some of the other owners had hoped for. That is still a USC-UCLA town, and it's like I said a moment ago, if you're giving me the choice to go to New Orleans or go to L.A. for a first-round playoff game, absolutely I'm going to take that game in L.A. Yeah, but, I mean, look, the Falcons have been around 50 years now. They have fans. I mean, there'll be fans in Southern California that are Falcon fans. Right. Not to mention, uh, the University of Georgia went out to the Rose Bowl on Monday, and I know there are quite a few fans who stayed out there all week to enjoy the nice warm weather they're having out there because it's been freezing here in Atlanta. And, I, you know, also the Atlanta Hawks are out there this weekend. So, I, I, you know, I don't think it's going to be like when the Philadelphia Eagles played the Chargers this year and it was all the Eagles fans in the building. I don't think it will be that extreme. But I, I tend to agree with you, Steve. I think the Falcons are going to have quite a few fans there at that game. Yeah, tomorrow. I, I think they will, too, because, uh, I look, Los Angeles is just – there aren't a lot of Rams fans there. There are a lot of everybody no. out. They're probably more Raiders fans there than Rams fans. Hundred percent right. I mean, absolutely. And in fact, I think the CBS affiliate out there in LA, well, the CBS owned and owned uh, operated station. I think they were a little upset when the Chargers moved because 
they weren't able to show Raiders games anymore in Los Angeles right. because that that's what pulls the big interest in the TV draw. You're 100% right. Uh, the Falcons, by the way, were ninth in the NFL in rush defense. Give me the Todd Gurley factor in this game. Well, Todd Gurley is – I really think that's what this game will come down to. And Dan Quinn has said all week it's not necessarily Gurley running the ball. It's him in the passing game. He's the only player in the league with more than 2,000 total yards this season, but almost 800 came through the air. And the one thing the Rams' offense does very well is spread defenses sideline to sideline, and they're able to find roles for Todd Gurley in the passing game, split out wide, and also in the screen game. So tackling is going to be a premium, and, and as Dan Quinn said this week, you know, the Falcons feel like they've got the speed to match up against Todd Gurley, especially at linebacker with Devondre Campbell and Deion Jones. Uh, but they've got to be able to finish tackles. And, and the one area where the Falcons' defense has had problems this year is consistency in finishing tackles. They've been better lately, but they've won games because they've missed tackles this year. And they can't have that, that missed tackle uh, demon pop back up for them tomorrow night. Uh, what's it been like working in that dome all the time? <laughs> the press box buffet is uh, on par with any I- I've seen anywhere, Steve. It- it's been a, a great building. It- it- I know it will show very well Monday night for the national championship game. I know it's a, a real point of pride for Arthur Blank. Uh, it's a real point of pride for the city of Atlanta. Uh, this is a building that's going to be right there with Jerry World and hosting Super Bowls and Final Fours and national championship games consistently. And uh, we've been very lucky. I wish the, the broadcast booth was on the 50-yard line, but I'm not going to complain about it. <laughs> you know what? Um, well, I mean, West deserves the best. So uh, I think the world of West, you know that. Um, but uh, when one thing that's really neat about it is Arthur Blank put a lot of his own money. Yeah. said, you know what? Concessions need to stay the same no matter what the event is. So if you go to the national championship game coming up on Monday night, for example, concession price is going to be the same as any other event in there, which is and it's affordable. Yeah, I mean it's a one dollar hot dog and a yeah. two dollar soda and unlimited refills, and I think a cup of beer is four dollars. Now I won't mention what it costs to park or what uh, a ball cap costs in there or what a t-shirt costs, but if you want a cheap hot dog, that's the place to go. Gotcha, <laughs> Mike. Thanks so much. Appreciate it as always. Okay, Steve. Happy New Year. Mike Conti from the Falcons Radio Network at the Rams tomorrow night. We will come back with more in a moment. Picks still to come, including playoff picks for the weekend on News Radio 1070 WKOK, brought to you by Brewers Outlet. When it comes to car buying, there's the other guy's way, and then there's the SMC way. The other guys force you into a vehicle you really don't want. The Subway Motors way lets you take the time you need to browse, ask questions, and take the test drive and think on it. For over 100 years, the Merth family and all their employees have made your experience the most pleasant one you'll ever have. The other guys won't offer you the best price for your trade, no matter how much they say they will. The SMC way is their promise to provide you with the most money the market shows your vehicle's worth. 
The SMC way is to offer you all applicable factory rebates on new vehicles and generous discounts. Looking for a pre-owned vehicle? The SMC way checks each vehicle in a 200-mile radius to determine the lowest price, then beat it. It's the lowest price promise, just part of the SMC way. The choice is up to you. The other guy's way or the SMC way. The SMC way wins every time. Sunbury Motors Company in the North 4th Street Auto Plaza, Sunbury, and at sunburymotors.com. Selling more cars and satisfying more customers for over 100 years. Party time, game time, or just fun time. Doesn't matter what time it is, because it's Brewers Outlet time. The Beverage Supermarket has the area's largest beer selection. Imports, microbrews, ciders, and domestics. Pick from over 100 ice-cold 12-packs and dozens of 24-ounce singles. Soda, snacks, hot sauces, fresh roasted peanuts. Make it one-stop party shopping, and don't forget the pickle bar. So whatever you're celebrating or just doing it up, Brewers Outlet, Reagan Street, Sunbury, wants to see you. And thank you for your years of patronage. Great to have you with us on this Friday. Picks still to come on the show today. Basketball tonight, Penn State and Northwestern at the Jordan Center in uh, what Dick and I both feel is a very big game for Penn State tonight because we just feel they're on the verge of something. You know, maybe it's hard to see because you go by the the usual and justifiably it's justifiable that you go by the usual game by game report card. They didn't win the last game. So I mean, believe me, I got it. I mean, I got it. Uh I mean I know exactly uh, what you're saying and why you're thinking. I mean, I, I got that part. I always have. Uh, but there's just something. I mean, we see the talent there. We know they're close. And I just feel like they're in the same neighborhood right now as football was before they went into the doggone uh, Minnesota game uh, 15, 16 months ago, whatever that was. Just I, I just got a, just got a gut feeling. I don't know. You know me with my gut feelings. Oh. So that's coming up tonight. And then tomorrow's the NFL. Lots and lots of NFL. And it turns out, my man, that uh, that when you look at uh, the weekend, uh Got a game tonight, and guess what? I don't know the game till Tuesday night. Outstanding. And let, I am me, and let, to... let me be one of the first oh, to geez, wish you a very... Do, oh, no? oh, don't do this. No? Oh, all right, go ahead, fine. I'll be one of the first to wish you a happy birthday weekend. Well, thank you. Yeah. Appreciate that. Appreciate that. <laughs> yeah, crossing another line here. Yep. For those who are wondering, yes, I will be 60. (laughs) (laughs) It's true. Yeah. It's true, I will be. Um, And no one knows that better than the suit. I mean, because, you know, he he feels like he's another year closer. (laughs) Uh, I I turned another year closer to 60 yesterday, so I'm not too far behind you. 
it's just a like like for example when Deb was coming back from surgery. Right. I had surgery. <laughs> right. Sean had a birthday yesterday. Right. Okay. Yesterday's your birthday, right? It sure was. Yeah. I've got one Sunday. Uh, I've had birthdays. Mm-hmm. <laughs> in, in fact, in fact, El Suderoni, okay, this is standard practice because I had to live with this for years, always had his birthday off. Always. That's right. That's right. I figured you got a kick out of the text I sent you earlier today. I go, I get cold. <laughs> yeah. I, I showed that to somebody at work today. They were laughing so hard. About that. Uh, well, I get cold. <laughs> like, oh, for goodness, yes. All right, we got it. You get cold. All right, we all, okay. Uh, but he always took his birthday off. Like, it was some sort of holiday. Uh, au contraire, mon frere. <laughs> no, it really is not a holiday. <laughs> I will admit, I did take the day off the day after the Super Bowl, the last Super Bowl the Steelers were in, and that was when they lost to the Packers. It's like, oh, I should just went to work. <laughs> oh. No, you know me. I never take days off. So, it's the way I am. Uh, you know, I mean, I did a game. I did a game last year. The the, the Pluster game last year. I did. Was down. Was, oh, that's uh, right. First weekend of uh, January last yeah. year. That's right. Yeah. That was a wonderful scene down there. Yeah. And so, so yes, thank you. I do appreciate that very much. Um, yeah, I've had a couple people already come up, and I mean, how, how does it feel? I said, feel what? <laughs> All right. I'll be honest with you. You want? You want? I'll give you complete honesty here. Yeah, you always do. I. I um, I would rather be 60 and at the place I am now, family, grandchildren, doing Penn State football, basketball, working with you, Spikes, than being 30 and, and not having this. This is better. Now, to the suit, it's to him. I'm another step to being gone. I mean, so, <laughs> it's just, I guess, but he thinks differently. Taking your calls at 800 795 9565. This is the Steve Jones Show on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Now, from the Sunbury Motors Studio, here's Steve Jones. Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. And great to be with you today. Brought to you by Brewers Outlet, Reagan Street in Sunbury, the beverage supermarket imports domestics microbrews. Best selection of beer anywhere. Wine coolers, water, soft drinks, snacks. They roast their peanuts fresh and hot every day. And the pickle bar is indeed second to none. Led by the barrels and the dills, all at Brewers Outlet, Reagan Street in Sunbury, the beverage supermarket. All right, so here we go. It's Pick'em time. You got a foot of snow up near the uh, New England studio. Studio 305, Studio 22, we're still intact, but there's something even more special. 
Are you ready? Who wouldn't be? Happy. Oh, Jesus. Birthday. <laughs> All right, Marilyn, I got it. You. <laughs> yeah, great. Happy birthday. Don't you think the, don't you think the audience has suffered enough? To you. <laughs> Happy birthday, Yay. Mr. Yeah. Sports Guru. Oh, yeah. Happy That'd be me. birthday to you. Thank you. Thank you very much. 60, Sean. 60 years old. Boom. Chakalaka. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's a big one. So, <laughs> that's all well, I, I was, got. I was telling Sean before, though. Because he, he brought it up earlier because, you know, the two of you were in a competition to see who gets to do things first. Um, <laughs> no, no, yeah, not, not you guys, no. Uh, and I said, you know, the funny thing is people will say, huh, you're going to be 60 years old. Huh, yeah. And I would not trade being 60, family, grandchildren, doing Penn State football, basketball, Penn State basketball, doing the spikes games like I do in the summer, working with you guys. I wouldn't trade that for being 30 and not having it. Not even close. I would. Uh, nah, I wouldn't. <laughs> no, I know what you're saying. That's no, cool. I wouldn't. I yeah. really wouldn't. Oh, you've had a good life. Yeah. You know? Yeah, I mean, Don't the audience the the audience, the audience has suffered for years, but I've had a good life. <laughs> yeah. Hey, look at this way. You're halfway there. So. You know, yeah. With technology today, we should all live to like we're 130. So, but I'll get back I, to you on that one. I don't know if I want to live to be 130. <laughs> wow. First so and ten. <laughs> Still doing the games. They're going to drag them out of the booth. Come on, right. Steve. we got to go, man. Steve, they already ran those plays already. <laughs> <laughs> it's baseball season, Steve. Come on. <laughs> Give it up, man. Give it up. <laughs> well, it's interesting is that uh, uh, is that Myron Cope, of course, did as the analyst, did games with the Steelers fear, and he had he had an agreement with Joe Gordon, who was the team's publicist. And Joe Gordon told him uh, he actually Myron asked Joe Gordon. He says, "I trust you implicitly. I know you'll give it to me straight. When you don't think I have it anymore on the air, tell me, and I'll quit." And so years and years went by, and finally Joe Gordon went to Myron Cope's house right after a season. What, what season did he retire? Sean, you know this is your team. Uh, probably would have been two thousand four, five, six, I was somewhere in there. Yeah, four popped into my mind first. Right. The season ended. Joe Gordon drove over to Myron's house. He said, "Myron, I think it's time." Myron retired the next day. Wow. Well, smart. That's that's smart. I think it's a smart way to do it. So who's your guy? Who's going to tell you? I don't trust anybody. No. <laughs> wait, wait. Let's, okay, Suit, Suit's out because he's just in it for himself, so he's out. <laughs> you can't trust him. Maybe if I get him to quit, I can get the job. He's good uh, at those college picks. He is good at the college picks, but uh, you know, it's, you know, like they, they're supposed to have a game tonight. It's too cold. He's not going to do it. Like, okay, he just don't need that kind of work ethic. What does he announce? What what games? Shikalumi basketball, high school. 
Oh, good. He's good. Oh, Kevin's really, really good. Kevin, Kevin's really, really good. Replays there. He's really good. Kevin's. Yeah, no, he's really, really good. And that's actually, that's actually Pat O'Brien and Eagle One Hundred Seven. We play back. Uh, Sean, you just Sean just got that one, (laughs) right? (laughs) (laughs) Myron Cope announced his retirement in June of 2005. 2005, okay. Passed. Oh, that's passed in 2008. Okay. uh, (laughs) Yeah, no, Kevin. Kevin is really, really good. Really, really good. Very good. Award winner. Yeah. Yep. Yep. And should be. He's excellent. But no, Kevin, I was concerned about you yesterday. I Actually, I went home last night and popped on the Weather Channel. I was waiting for a weather hit from Jim Cantori out in front of Jones Metal. Make sure you're okay. <laughs> yeah, I, I can see that now. Uh, we were dying there, man. It was bad. Uh, Boston was worse. Boston got that, uh, got the ocean. The, uh, well, Revere. Uh, I mean, did you see Revere? Surge. Revere got flooded, and then it froze. Yeah. I mean, yeah. all the cars are stuck yeah, in frozen it water. It's bizarre. I mean, it just hit at the right time with high tide coming in, and then they got yeah. the storm surge, and, man, it just flooded the place, and then it froze solid. One big chunk of ice. So, Amazing. You think you got a bad, turn the TV on, and somebody's got it worse. So, yeah. But we yeah. survived, so yeah. made it through. Of course, I'll be able to take... <laughs> tell my great step grandchildren I had to walk to work in a foot and a half of snow both ways <laughs> I'll just leave out the hundred yard part but <laughs> well we got the word out down here yesterday that Jones Metal was closed so we appreciate your heads up <laughs> all shifts I appreciate it the, the flow of people was, you kept it down all, all, <laughs> all shifts two hearts one flame all shifts cancelled <laughs> that's funny I can't believe you announced it out there yeah <laughs> we did yeah we did that's funny. Uh, yep, there was, hey, was that and no bingo in Seals Grove last night. That's what we had. Jim Cantor is a nice guy. He was here. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So what do we got for picks this week? Okay, so we're going to dial into the uh, NFL wild card weekend. So we'll just go in chronological order. All right, so this will be John Gruden's last game in the booth for ESPN slash ABC. Saturday afternoon, 435, the Titans and Kansas City at Arrowhead. Chiefs are in the same division I'm in now. They're cool cats. I want to see them lose the, the Tennessee, be depressed. That way we can take them next year in the next 10. <laughs> that's, an interest, that's a very interesting dynamic because they have to play Kansas City twice a year uh, with his new 10-year, $10 million contract. I, I get $5,000 a play. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think he made a wrong move, man. Is he going to be their head coach? Has he been named? Uh, Tuesday's the press conference. Oh, man. He had a good gig. I know. But I never got him and Sean McDonough, I don't think, had the same chemistry as he had with the other guy. That could be so. one of the reasons why he's leaving, just with the fact he's still young enough. He just wants to he just wants to scratch that coaching itch one more time before he gets too old. So it could yeah, be a bunch of different things. His brother too, you know. His brother's got the yeah. you know 
uh, head coach, so family parties, he's got to ensure a little bit of jealousy there, that, that itch to get back. This will be a great question to kick on two or three years down the road. Who will be in the best position coaching wise? Will it be Will it be Jay or John? Uh, I, to me, I think the Raiders dramatically underachieved this year. I mean, they've got yeah. Khalil Mack, they've got Derek Carr, they got Amani Cooper. I mean, they've got some players on that team. Yeah. Uh, I think he's in a really good spot now. I think the Redskins are going to re-sign Kirk Cousins. I don't really think they have much of a choice. God, there's uh, not many good quarterbacks. Why do they mess with that? Boy, and guy? if he stays with Washington, they would owe him what? The, what's the what's the tag? Yeah, but twenty the, something the, million. Well, let's start with this premise. It's not my money, so I don't care how much he gets paid. <laughs> okay, <laughs> okay, okay. It's, it's what team? Yeah, you know. If I'm a Redskins fan, I don't care how much they pay him, but you got to pay him. You got to pay him. He's a great quarterback. He is. They had a lot of injuries this year in that offensive line. I mean, who do you want, Drew Stanton? He would put he put that team on the shoulders so many sure. times this year, and they don't give him the love for it. It's weird. So. Oh, okay. Take a really good example here. Okay, how would you like your quarterback to be of the same competency level on an every week basis of Landry Jones? Sean just got I the saw, shakes. I saw what you did there. Okay. <laughs> I'm just but, saying. But, yeah, it goes, who, who are you going to get that's better? That's right. Exactly. That's the yeah, key. Exactly. You want to fire him or get rid of him, who's his replacement? You know? Like we've, said, like we've said multiple times on this show, hey, there's only 32, there's only 32 quarterback starting gigs in this, in this this on the planet, and how many of them are top tier? Right. 16, 17 of them? That's it. That's all you got. If that, you know. Yeah. If that, it, it's it's a good question. I mean, the, the quarterback holds a team at ransom because without a good quarterback, you can't win. Period. So, I don't know it's hard to say. I wonder what well, the I, Dolphins are going to do. Yeah, that's a good question. I don't know what they're going to do. Oh, yeah, yeah, but Ryan Tannehill should be coming back. So, I mean, that's yeah, something so that they've got to take a long, the, hard look. Is Jay Cutler available? You know, yeah. or they keep Jay Cutler. So he come out know. to Oakland play for me. He's a cool cat. <laughs> oh, no way! He got a quarterback, man. Yeah, yeah, he does. He's got yeah. a really good one in Derek Carr. But, yeah. um, and they're going to Vegas, right? Yeah, they're going to Vegas. Yep. Yeah. So that probably lured Gruden in. He likes oh. the, uh, you know, like the, the action. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like the action. Uh, I'm picking Kansas City to win. I'm going to roll it on Alex Smith being aggressive in this game. When Alex Smith is aggressive, then I think Kansas City's pretty good. When he's passive, they are not. Marcus Mariota, I just kind of feel with his play, he's kind of he's kind of backing into the playoffs. Plus, there's no DeMarco Murray tomorrow, so I'm also taking Kansas City. I'm on Kansas City's bandwagon also. I like that kid, Hill. Um, oh, and I yeah. like the uh, tight end, Kelsey. Yeah, Travis Kelsey. Yeah, yep. but they got players. I mean, they got game-breaking players. And if they, they – they ended the season very well. They ended the season the way they started the season. So 
maybe they went through their bad time and they're back because they put a whooping on the Patriots. So, got to be rooting for guys to have twinges <laughs> in their hamstrings. <laughs> Nothing <Yeah>. debilitating. <laughs> oh, they're wearing red jerseys, man. Yeah, man. Hey, look, I mean, check it out there. I love the Raiders. <laughs> <laughs> Prime time tomorrow night, eight fifteen. It's the Falcons and the Rams. It's a really hard one. Mm-hmm, it is. The Rams do not have much of a home field advantage. Uh, in fact, I believe. Weren't they the, the Rams had to play? They had to take a home game and give it up and play in London, right? I think they were three and four at home this year, weren't they? I think they did play Somewhere a game in London. Yeah, I think they were three and four at home. Uh, but the Todd Gurley factor is too big of a factor in this game. I'm going to go with Gurley, which means I'm going to go with the Rams. I will take the Falcons. All right, I'm going with the Rams. I like their big play capability, and I don't trust Matt Ryan. He's had an up-and-down year all year. When he's on, they're great. When he's off, he can't hit a building with the football. Well, so, some of those intangibles that, that Mike Connie talked about earlier in the hour, I think uh, I think they will smooth themselves, right themselves over. You know, well, I think you're right. themselves out I, tomorrow I think night. They've got everything you want. They went to Super Bowl year but for some reason they didn't always click and they can't even answer why too many drop one of them is too many drop passes between muhammad sanu and julio jones julio jones has suddenly reverted back to where he was in college that was always the uh you know because julio jones played against penn state uh so i did a game down at alabama that was always a big complaint when i went down to tuscaloosa they were like god he's great talent drops too many passes well, it looked like he had solved that. Then this year, he got back to dropping passes again. Hmm. But boy, when he's on, he's on. He, he can is make really on. Tremendous man. plays, yeah. yeah. So that's a, that's why it's a hard game to pick. If Atlanta's playing their A game, they win. You right. Know? Yeah. In that yeah. period, they're a better team. But the Rams have had a great season. Man, they can put up some serious points. And you're right about Gurley; he can control the game. If he's having a big day, so yeah, I just think Atlanta, Atlanta is so fast on both ends of the ball. So I'm just curious to see how they're going to do defensively with Gurley out there too. Yeah, it's true. I mean, Atlanta easily can win this game. The question is, what game will they bring? So, <clears throat> all right, so let's uh, take care of the two games on Sunday. The early matchup. How about them Buffalo Bills? The Bills <laughs> and Jacksonville. <laughs> Oh, I'm surprised the NFL didn't move this game to London. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> or Brazil. Yeah. They always take they always take Jags. Yeah. Well they always take they always take the, the Jags, they always make them play a game in London all the time. Oh yeah, they yeah. love London. I'm surprised they didn't make the playoff game there. Uh hard one. Because I think the I feel like the best player in the game is LaShawn McCoy. And he's, what, 30 to 33% of the offense for Buffalo? Does that sound right, Sean? Mm-hmm. Actually, Kevin has all the numbers. I should have asked him. <laughs> um, and I like Buffalo a lot. Jacksonville's at home with like that defense. So I'm going to do... Well, this is a real coin flip. Jacksonville. 
Yeah, I just don't know if uh, McCoy is going to be 100%. So just on that note, I'm taking Jacksonville. Just seeing that defense in person back in October, real deal. Yeah, to me there's no question Jacksonville wins the game. If it was in Buffalo and the oh. start, although it's cold in Jacksonville, <laughs> but yeah. if it was in Buffalo, it might be a little different game. But in oh, Jacksonville, if it's in Buffalo, I pick the Bills. Uh, yeah, no, no question. Yeah, but Buffalo takes a lot of advantage of that home field like that, but they don't have it now. So I, I think feel, they're just I, happy yeah. they made the playoffs. To be honest with you, so I I, I, I feel Tyrod Taylor's too careful. Uh, that and, and that's why when you look at analytics, analytics loves Tyrod Taylor, loves him. Why? Because he doesn't make the big mistakes, but he also doesn't make the big plays either. I mean, if he would run a little bit more, I, I might swing athlete. to Buffalo. You oh, yeah, think, great athlete. And you would think he'd uh, have to make at least two big plays if McCoy's out. Oh, I think without McCoy, they can't win at all. I don't even think they'll score. Yeah. Yeah, I agree with that. McCoy, I agree with that. If McCoy's out, they may yeah. not score. Hmm. Yeah, he he's that good. If you don't have to defend McCoy, you can. It changes everything you do on defense. Yeah, and their defense is too good. Yeah. You know? So. And then the wild card weekend will wrap up with a couple of NFC South foes: Carolina and the Saints. I'm going with the Saints. Me too. Uh, you know, running game: Drew Brees. I mean, obviously the wild cards, Cam Newton. I mean, no, I mean, I mean, not even Ron Rivera knows what kind of game he's going to get from Cam Newton. Mm. Cam has got to get away from his character stuff. You know, he, mm. just go play the game and stop all the showmanship. Uh, I think it hurts his game. Uh, I there's no question. I think New Orleans wins the game and wins eh, not easily, but. Uh, Drew Brees is hard to bet against, and I don't think anybody would be upset if New Orleans won the Super Bowl just because of Drew Brees. See, I kind of peg you as the kind of guy that would be impressed when you see Cam Newton come out onto the field and stands in the corner and pretends he rips his shirt off like Superman. Yeah. No? And then you got little Drew Brees comes out and puts up 500 yards, you know. (laughs) (laughs) It's like... Cam, put your shirt back. <laughs> I think you're going to need that to play the game, man. <laughs> no. There's no flash with Drew Brees. He just goes out and he beats you. He's a good guy, a good man, and a good quarterback. A great quarterback, Hall of Famer. Rookie of the Year nominees were just posted uh, less than an hour ago, and Alvin Kamara on the list uh, uh, for the Saints uh, could win Rookie of the Year. Yeah, it's got to be. Yeah. Yeah. So for Rookie of the Year, you have uh, Alvin Kamara, uh, Leonard Fournette, Kareem Hunt, Christian McCaffrey, and Marshawn Lattimore. Yeah, all good players. And notice that two of them play for New Orleans. That's right. Well, they're back. Uh, so why not? Anyway. Since we since we got some time, let's uh, let's cruise into Monday night <laughs> national championship game, Alabama and Georgia. I'm going to pick Alabama just because of the defense. Uh, you know, the key is to make from one dimensional which means making him win the game throwing the football I think Fromm can do it by working a balanced offense uh, you know so I'm gonna go I'm gonna go with Alabama but you know it's I miss part of the game on the way to Bloomington and I don't know it's just, if it were Oklahoma I'd have more interest than Georgia 
I, I was hoping Oklahoma would get into that game just to see Saban game plan against Baker Mayfield. I was hoping to see that, but I, I just don't see Saban losing two national championship games in a row. So I'm going to take the title. So yeah, I really, honestly, I mean, <laughs> Mayfield's a cat, man. Look at him <laughs> out there, way he moves. Scat back, man. <laughs> No, I think you guys are spot on. A quarterback like Mayfield gives Saban trouble. Yeah. Uh, he yes. always, what's his name? Um, the Heisman well, Trophy winner. What? Um, oh, no, no. Um, Watson? Cleveland, always in trouble. Uh, uh, Johnny Manziel. Oh, Johnny Manziel, yeah. Yeah. They gave him trouble. Yeah, a, a quarterback that's unpredictable gives Saban trouble. He, he this cat, that. this this cat is a, is a sitting duck. <laughs> yeah. uh, I mean, you know what I'm talking about, man. The games I've ever seen was when, when Manziel beat Alabama. He yeah. was amazing that day, and they, they just couldn't defend him. They and he has trouble with that. I don't think he'll have any trouble with Georgia. I think. Alabama wins the game, so. Yeah, I'm pretty, and I'm pretty confident too. Monday night, I don't think we're going to see the Alabama defense out there for 99 plays. <laughs> no, you're not going to see Alabama. I, I'll say this though, but they have the running game to keep you on the field for 80. Maybe between Dick Chubb and Sony Michelle. Remember, this is a, a lot of these guys played against Penn State in that Tax Slayer Bowl. Carter, Sanders, Dominic Sanders, the safety. Michelle played in the game. Terry Godwin played in the Godwin had a really good game against Penn State. I mean, you know, they survived because Penn State was driving to tie the game, and if the game went five more minutes, I think Penn State was going to win it. But that was the coming out for uh, Trace McSorley. Mm, I remember that. Yeah. yeah. Still don't know what the uh, Georgia play-by-play guy looks like. Locked the door, wouldn't let anybody in. All right. Uh, <laughs> true. True. Really? He, oh, Eli Gold comes on our show. You know, you've heard Eli. Eli and I kid around together all the time because we've known each other for a long time. The Alabama play-by-play guy, awesome dude. Scott Howard could be in the witness protection program. No clue. <laughs> we, we tried to get him on, wouldn't, wouldn't return any calls. Jack and I went over to say hi to the guys before the game like we did with Bob Rondo at Washington. <laughs> the door was locked. I'm like, okay, great. Well, on the self-importance tour... <laughs> Terrific. Wow. Well, you did the right thing. Yeah, we did the right thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Kevin, glad you, surpri- home, glad you so. survived. Glad you survived the snow. <laughs> we made it. Have a good weekend, guys. Happy birthday, Steve. Thanks, Kev. You're listening to News Radio 1070 WKOK Sunbury. You can hear us anywhere in the world with the Sunbury Broadcasting Corporation app.